What's up, everybody, and welcome to What the Fun Cast, episode seventy-three, the quarantine edition. I don't even know how do you what do you even say? The world has ended. Anyway, today is Wednesday, March eighteenth, uh, day five, six, seven of I quarantine. Don't I don't know. I've lost count. You know, in movies when they're like, I don't know what day it is, and I always thought that was so unrealistic. I've literally been in my house for five days. I'm like, I don't know what day it is. Yeah, literally. I'm like, oh, tomorrow's Thursday already. Wow, time flies when you're living in your house. Um, but yeah, so welcome to the end of the world, folks. We're here. We made it. Uh, before we jump into all of the news and what you've missed for the past pretty much the whole month, because we're terrible and we haven't recorded, we've got a lot to talk about, really in regards to where we've been and what we've been doing. Ahmed almost died. Uh, we've been traveling. Ahmed's been traveling. He's a world traveler now. He's beating video games. The world is truly, hell is fr- truly frozen over. So <laughs> we're at a point where we are going to start recording on Tuesday nights um, with the quarantine and all this craziness. I don't know. Maybe we'll play games or something. But anyways, we'll start recording Tuesday nights going forward. Friday nights are not working. Uh, Thursday nights obviously don't work. But now the movie theaters are closed, so that doesn't really matter. But anyways, Tuesday nights it is going forward. We realize yes. it's a Wednesday night. Get over it. Life happens. We're <laughs> still working. Over it. So anyways, uh. the end of the world is here. The end of times. Uh, if you've been living under a rock, it is March 18th. The coronavirus is sweeping the nation with over... 7,500? What did I just say? I think it was like 7,500 cases. confirmed cases. Confirmed cases, but yes. But there's probably like quadruple that. Yeah. Tom reality. Hanks has got it. There's uh, sports players that have it. Edris Alba has it. Uh, I don't know. There's all these people that have it. Tom and... Trump definitely has it, but he doesn't want to say. <laughs> but who knows? We'll see. He may. So anyways, literally everything is closed. Um, yeah. There's Except for lot- grocery stores. Except for grocery stores and pharmacies. Uh, Josh Gad read The Giving Tree out on on, uh, live Twitter broadcasting uh, two days ago. And a lot of crazy things are happening. Jimmy Fallon did a little at-home thing. Um, You know, everything is at home. Everyone is advised to stay inside as to not spread and infect other people with this crazy, crazy virus. Obviously, it took both of us off guard. We didn't think it was going to be this bad. We were just in Disney World, which we'll talk about in just a few minutes. So without further ado... Ahmed, why don't you take us through your past, I don't know, whole life? My perils. So, since we've last recorded on, what was it, February 21st, literally almost a month ago, um, I've been to three different continents, six different airports, seven different beds that I've slept in. It's been a, it's been a wild trip. Um, seven of those, or all seven of those were not my bed. Um, but anyway... My company took us out to uh Can you guys Morocco. believe I bought seven beds? <laughs> Listen. I meant like not including my own bed, like seven yes, hotel yes, beds. Yes, Anyways, I company it. took us on a retreat to Morocco and I flipped off my bike in the middle of the Atlas Mountains and almost broke broke my nose but ended up fracturing my elbow or fracturing I guess my arm. I don't know. Uh it was a minor fracture, but it was my first ever broken bone, so that's exciting. Um, didn't even need a cast or anything. The doctor was like, eh, if it hurts, don't move it. If it doesn't hurt, then you're fine. And I'm like, okay. Um, and then one of my coworkers almost fell off a cliff. Um, well, did fall off a cliff, but he's fine. Um, there's a lot more to that story, but that's for another time for a special episode. Um, but yeah, escaped Paris right as the pandemic was growing there. Went to Disney World with Paul and his fiance and our friend Rita and uh met up with our friend ryan who listens to this podcast avidly hello ryan shout outs to you 
and hey. his uh, and his girlfriend Rachel, and it was super fun times. Paul's sister's working down there, and um, we had a great little last hurrah. Literally two days before the resort closed, pretty much indefinitely. They say it's going to open April first, but I have no doubt in my mind that that will be extended. Um, yeah, so there's a ton of articles out now that are saying that there's pretty much no shot that it's opening up April first, but. Yes, and it's uh, we literally got in in just in the nick of time. Had a great time. Got to ride pretty much everything we wanted to ride. Got to do pretty much everything we wanted to do. So there was no really any. There wasn't really any hiccups uh, the whole time there. We got to experience the Flower and Garden Festival at Epcot, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway at Hollywood Studios. We got to ride Rise of the Resistance. Even though the stress was extreme to get a boarding group, we made it. Um, so we had a really great trip and uh, a lot of fun only to come back to literally as we were in the airport right we were sitting in the lounge and it was like that's when it came out that um that tom who, hanks had it that tom and, hanks had it and that oh the nba canceled their season because the one yeah. player was confirmed with it and it was like three things in a row it was that that and, and then the like european flight ban and we're like whoa this is pretty crazy huh yeah literally we're like, oh, okay i guess that's what's been happening this whole time so and then following that i mean literally everything has gotten canceled so uh, E3 is canceled, uh, GDC is canceled, Ultra Music Festival is canceled, uh, Pokemon Go Fest that was supposed to be in Philadelphia is canceled, um, graduations, no, college yeah, graduations. graduations are canceled. The Disney College program that my sister was in, as we visited her, she is now driving back up less than one week later. Uh, actually, exactly one week since we left her. She is now yeah. driving back up to New Jersey because the Disney College program is uh, suspended. Um Companies are shutting down. Uh, people, people are being are laid, laid off. off. Yeah, yeah. A lot of fun it's, time. Yeah. No, actually, well, I mean, we didn't really put it in our hot tops here, but uh, we don't know what the fate of the performers are for Epcot. But apparently, a bunch of them got fired. Yeah, which is weird. I wonder if that was already like in the planning, like they were going to get fired anyway. Or I think so. Because there's was. like it's so weird that they would just get fired. Or I don't know. After like some of these performers, like the the drummers in Japan, have been performing for like twenty five years. Yeah, like it's it's kind of sucks, but at least we got to kind of see it. I don't, actually, we didn't get to see the drummers this time around, so we heard never them see them again. Sure. Good, did we? I'm I did. pretty sure did. My ears were closed. My ears were closed. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, we had a great time. Um, it was a lot of fun, and now it's closed. Everything's closed. There's all these like eerie looking live camera shots or videos of uh, all these different parts. They were showing Grand Central Station earlier, and there's, like, literally 10 people. Yep. Uh, Times Square, there's literally, like, 20 people all through Times Square. Yep, yep, yep. I have the service called MealPal where I get, like, I prepay for, I don't know, like, a bunch of lunches or whatever, where it evens out to be, like, $7 per meal, so it's, like, a I get a nice discount on lunch. But you have to um, go to whatever lunch spot you're getting from, so I have, like, an opportunity to go outside every day. And... I've never seen my neighborhood so empty. It's like really eerie. Like there's a lot of people on the streets still, but like there's barely any cars. Like obviously all the restaurants are closed, like except for takeout. So no one's like really sitting outside. It's kind of just like a, I don't know. I've never heard my street so quiet except like, I don't know, two in the morning. Um, but definitely not during the afternoon. Like there's usually a whole bunch of hubbub and traffic and honking and sirens and whatnot. And it was just like, it was weird. So yeah, weird times that we live in, but we're here. We're alive. We're probably infected, but we're not showing symptoms yet, so who knows? No, um, stop. Anyways, as we're recording this, my eye is like itchy. I'm like, hmm, is that a symptom? Itchy oh eyes? Oh my god, stop. Itchy eye disease. <laughs> itchy eye disease. No, um, it's, yeah, it, well, it's scary, because you think about all the people we came in contact with, right, down in down in the parks and everything, and 
it's uh it's kind of crazy but you know i don't know what are you what are you supposed to do it's like i don't know shelter in place as we're doing yeah so uh oh here we go what happened who's dead uh no so gamestop (laughs) we'll talk about this shortly here yeah don't joke about that we uh this is very interesting so gamestop to ensure that we adhere to cdc recommended social distancing guidelines We'll be selling Doom Eternal a day early on Thursday, 319, as a safety precaution for our customers and associates. Animal Crossing will release on Friday, 320, to further help separate the crowds. That's that's bullshit. Do Nintendo, really think Nintendo wouldn't are, let them do it. Right? Like, do they actually think that people are going out in droves to get this? Is that a thing that's happening? No. Like, they canceled their midnight launches, and so we'll, we'll, we'll jump into the whole GameStop. Well... I guess we can talk about it now. We're kind of talking about the end of the world. So, uh, obviously, everything is closed, and we'll get to that in a little bit. But right now, there's different mandates by different states. There's a lot that the government is attempting to do. So, the government's attempting to do like a, a trillion dollar stimulus package where different America, uh, different, um, not different, all Americans would get uh, some number of dollars sent to them directly so france did one where they're getting sent a thousand dollar checks so trump is and his administration is looking to do that in america in two different payments i think one is like april 6th and the other one is uh some other undisclosed date i forget what it is i want to say it was like may maybe i don't know but anyway is that official uh yeah i saw that the dates were official but it doesn't say how much it was like is it posted somewhere because i don't believe Trump's words, not to get political, but remember when he was like, Google's building a website, and Google immediately was like, we're not building a website. Like, what are you talking about? So, so under under the Treasury Department proposal, one check would arrive in April and another would arrive in May. So the, approval, the proposal has to get approved. Yeah, April 6th and May 18th. But how are they sending this to everybody? I have no idea. I don't, yeah, don't even get too excited about it, because who the hell knows what's going to happen. So Because, like, it, obviously the government doesn't have, like, a... a succinct list of where everybody lives because like the census for example i got like four different letters about the census maybe you'll get four uh four checks for a thousand dollars each who knows but yeah so i mean it's obviously it's a very trying time for a lot of folks that are being let go and with restaurants being closed it's now takeout or delivery only uh there is no reason to have servers at restaurants bartenders um anyone that does more of like a task-based function like masseuses um, even our chiropractor shut down. Like a lot of these folks are hurting, and it's really sad at how many people have not only been laid off, but how many companies are starting to go under already. How many small businesses will continue to go under uh, as we go through this time? So, uh, but talking about GameStop a little bit further, a Polygon article did come out. It's under one of our hot tops here. We'll jump right into it though. Uh, we'll come back to what we were playing and stuff like that in a minute. But uh, there's a huge Polygon article, and I highly advise that everyone go take a look at it because. It really shows some of the true colors of some of these big corporate uh, companies, especially big box retailers, even though GameStop's not really a big box retailer, but in terms of niche and specific uh, sort of items that they're selling or the categorization of items that they're selling, it is pretty pretty big box. So uh, skimming through the article here uh, for uh, this article from GameStop, uh, from sorry, from Polygon on GameStop, uh, they quote multiple store managers and sales staff have contacted Polygon requesting anonymity. Anonym. I always struggle with this word. Anonymity. Anonymity. For fear anonymity. of anonymity. Reta- <laughs> for fear of retaliation. Uh, to describe the company's response to the spread of COVID-19, a Reddit thread is also collecting anecdotes about how GameStop senior management has failed to support its employees during the crisis. 
Multiple employees say the company is insistent on staying open, even in areas where non-essential stores are being mandated to shut down. This morning, Polygon called stores in six San Francisco Bay Area counties where non-essential stores were ordered to shut down. The stores were trading as usual. Uh, one store manager located on the East Coast wrote to Polygon, we just got off a conference call about an hour ago, saying that we will be staying open for normal business hours no matter what the states are mandating. We asked that uh, what happens if an employee does get the coronavirus and came to work with it, and we were told that they would have the whole staff of that store on quarantine. The store would be closed to clean it, but then they would have other staff come in to ensure the store stays open. So, like, what? Where are these staff coming from? So Did they it's have their just, own stores to work in. Oh, literally. So this is this is possibly the most ridiculous response. So with the whole thing behind Doom being released a day early, uh, that is good because that, from what I was reading online, some folks were getting calls from GameStop employees saying, "Hey, if we had a midnight launch, would you guys be open to coming and, and buying Doom or Animal Crossing at, at midnight?" And obviously, the answer should be no. Sit your ass in your house and don't leave. So, you know, they're just there be there's talk about hand sanitizers, no sort of cleaning. Take a look at that Polygon article. It's a really good read and uh, everybody should be informed here and well informed. So um obviously yeah, the, pretty the shitty business re- practice. Yeah, the press release that GameStop put out does not reflect in any way what's actually happening. So it seems according to these store managers, I don't I don't I, I don't know, they don't have a reason to lie about this kind of thing but apparently like they're not being provided any cleaning supplies like they're forced to go out and buy them on their own like it's such a it's such a mess and i think i i want to say it's in the polygon article but when i read something i feel like gamestop is like a week away from going under anyway like if they, oh if yeah if they stay week, closed for i think a week or two that they will have to file for chapter 11 bankruptcy like yeah. they cannot afford to stay under or stay closed for two weeks which is crazy because they have an online store that should keep them afloat, but I guess they're they really thrive on their brick and mortar model. I don't, I, I don't know, but well, what's crazy too is I was reading online today as well that prices are jumping on pre-owned games because of supply and demand. So people are going out and buying video games, saying, "Oh, you know, whatever." Where all these other companies are cutting game prices and encouraging people to buy so that they stay inside, and these assholes are raising the prices. So uh, shame on you, GameStop. Can't wait to see you go under. Honestly, truly, yeah, it's time. So, on that note, let's jump back into what we've been doing. So, what have you been playing, watching, doing? We've talked about um, your travel. I guess we saw Onward. Did we talk about that? We didn't. Oh no, we didn't talk about Onward. That's right. We, we did Onward. see Onward. It's pretty good. I liked it, but it yeah. wasn't not the best. Would you say B tier? Uh, no, I said it was like Brave tier. Close enough. B tier. B tier. <laughs> Brave tier. Yeah, um, it was like right in line with Brave, um, better than the Good Dinosaur, but right in line with like Brave. Um, I think for the right people, it'll hit more emotionally. For me, yes. it didn't really hit obviously because I didn't fit that specific. It's it's very like Frozen is like sisterly love. This is like brotherly love. So for people that can uh, resonate, it'll it I think they'll enjoy it better. Uh, yeah, I would agree with that. I, I would say that it was easier to connect with Frozen than it was to connect with Onward. But, I don't know. It's, yeah. In a weird I, way, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, no, it was good. It was entertaining, uh, for sure. It just was definitely was not one of my favorite Pixar movies. It was cute. It was good. Is it one that I'm, like, yearning to watch again? No, not really. Uh, I'd watch Toy Story 4 ten times over again before I watched this again. Uh, so, you know, it was definitely entertaining, but not not my favorite so 
The good news is Frozen Two is out, so if you want to rewatch that, you can. Yeah, you can Frozen Two is out Plus. on Disney Plus, so that was one good thing that. Well, Disney's been doing a few good things. They also donated all their excess food uh, to local charities. I think it was. Maybe. See that? Sounds right. See that? The Disney I Harvest. I did see that. Yeah, yeah I it's did part see of the it, Disney just, Harvest program. Yeah. But, yeah, so all the food from the, the parks and the resorts and whatnot, of which there is a ton. Um, so that's good. Yeah. Um, and obviously all cast members that haven't been laid off are being paid through this. Um, well, even, like, the college program is being paid through the end of the month. So Yeah, so I, I believe yeah, I believe everyone's being paid through the end of the month. Anyone that's an employee of Disney. Yeah. Now, I don't know if the performers were, like, a third-party contractor almost or if they were actual employees of Disney. I have no so, idea. Yeah, no, yeah, I don't know if they're considered cast members or not, but... Who knows? Um, Anyways. Yeah. Um, oh, I scrolled up way too far. Um, I beat Jedi Fallen Order. I yes. I beat a video game. That's really exciting. Yes, that's awesome. So yeah. what'd you think of it? Really good. I really, really enjoyed it. I, I It was just as good as I thought it would be. How was Act 3? Act 3 was the best part of the game because, like, I don't know. At the beginning, it wasn't too story heavy. Like, I kept forgetting what was actually happening in the story, but I was just enjoying my time playing, which was fine. Yeah. Um, but then the end, it kind of like really ramped up, and I was like, "Ooh, okay. I don't even want to do these like dumb side quests anymore. I actually just want to get through the end." Yeah. Um, but it was really good because I remember before it came out, I was really hyped for it being like, you know, on kind of on the same level of like an Uncharted game, but like in a Star Wars universe. Um, I think it lived up to that expectation at least for me. I really enjoyed it. it yeah. Good. Yeah, I I definitely did as well, and I cannot wait if they decide to do a sequel, which I believe they've already greenlit possibly. So. Um, I am very excited for that, and I I really enjoyed it. I in Act Three all the way to the end, I was like, "Holy crap!" Like it was so good. Did you ever lower the difficulty at all? Because I admit, I actually lowered the difficulty for for two of the bosses. Nope, <laughs> so like, I'm not weak. Is, there was one boss. I forget which one it was. Frustrating. It took me like the two wanderer day- guy. I don't remember which one it was, but it took me like two days of trying, and I finally beat him. But it was like one of those things where. You want to like throw your controller through the window slash yes. never play the game again? Yeah, I was like, because I was on, the, I was binging it, and I was like, you know what? I'm not gonna sit here for three hours. Like, I'm just gonna lower difficulty and get through it. There's no point in wasting my time for this. Like, what am I winning here, Glory? It's okay. Fake. I'll live. Fake. I got through it. It was good. I didn't lower the difficulty for the final one though, because that was pretty. It wasn't as hard. It was yeah. like, but it was just the one, the wanderer dude, the guy that's like shirtless or whatever, and the. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dathomir. Yeah, don't. He was really annoying. And I was like, you know what? We're done. Yeah. Anyways. Um, I've Yeah, besides Onward, I haven't seen any movies. And I guess I'm never going to see a movie because all the theaters are closed, which we'll get to in a bit. Um, but, yeah, what have you been doing? Uh, we binge-watched Sex Education Season 2, which was fantastic. Uh, so that was uh, really good. We got through... I guess we watched, like, one episode while eating dinner one night. And then we got watched another episode, I think, with you... And yep. then we ended up watching episodes three through eight, uh, what, Saturday? Saturday. Yeah, it was Saturday yeah, it was night. Saturday. So it was, uh, yeah, really, really, really good. Um, I like a lot of the themes that they put in there and kind of a lot of the points that they snuck in, um, especially as it relates to sex, sexual harassment, female empowerment. So it was it was really, really good. Very much enjoyed it. Um yeah, I think it's yeah. one of the best like Netflix original series next to like Stranger Things and um, Haunting of Hill House. Yeah, I think it's up there. Yeah, and then aside from that, uh, what else did we watch? 
I guess onward, and that is probably it. Let me look. I think my AMC. No, I think onward was the last thing we watched. Um, and then, yeah, no, I think that's it. So in terms of games, obviously, uh, we have not recorded since PAX East. So PAX East, I got to play a few different things. So I got to go and play Animal Crossing New Horizons, which comes out in just two days now. Oh, I'm so excited. Uh, so, yes, I've got it preloaded, and in the essence of not leaving the house, we got Lauren a digital copy, so we're all ready to go uh, and ready to play. So we are really looking forward to it. But I got to play New Horizons, which was kind of anticlimactic, which I guess is okay, because yeah, they said... it's not a game a- that you can play in a demo. No, yeah, it was really frustrating. Like- so it was a four-player demo, and it was showcasing multiplayer, so one person was the leader, and like the leader is the one that can like pick up bells and pick up drops and stuff like that, and then you have to make someone else the leader to be able to do that, and like it's just it was just kind of weird. So I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, look, I have a fishing rod. Oh, okay, yeah, look, I have a shovel. Oh, okay, um, like the stick that like you jump over the water with. Only the guy doing the demo, leading us through the demo, had it. I'm like, okay, that's kind of shitty. Like I kind of wanted to try stuff like that, some of the new stuff, but. Um, you know, so overall, it was uh, it was fine. You know, I don't want to say that it was bad. Obviously, the reviews are out and it's getting glowing reviews, but that's more of a personal. This is my switch. This is my game. This is kind of you know my little island. So yes. Either way, I'm so excited for it. It's reviewing really well. I'm excited for Animal Crossing. I haven't played Animal Crossing in a hot minute, so um, super excited that comes out Friday. Uh, what else did I get to play? I got to play Shovel Knight Dig, which is a roguelite yeah i guess it's a roguelite version of shovel knight where you just like go as far as you can all the way down like this like um i don't know what you want to call it like an underground tunnel and you have to like dig your way down and you only have like a certain amount of health and if you die you go all the way back up to the top and you gotta start from the top again um and that was a lot of fun and i was like oh this is so much fun like when does it come out and he's like 2021 and i'm like oh okay (laughs) i'm like anyways wait did i talk about this already why do i feel like i did we definitely didn't. We haven't no, recorded since Pax East. No, we haven't. Oh, oh! Last time we we discussed onward reviews. Uh, yes, but anyways, we okay. Seen it yet. Yeah. So he's like, oh yeah, twenty twenty one. I'm like, oh, okay, great. So um, I did get to see the Yacht Club Games booth, and they had another game there. The name escapes me, but it's like a sixteen bit, eight bit looking game um, that looks pretty cool that they're publishing. Uh, I did get to try Fuser, which is the new Harmonix game. And oh, yeah. that is that? like a, you drop like different music on different parts. So like it might pull out the instrumentals from one song and then the vocals from another song based on where you're dropping them. So it's like the, it's an idea that you're like the DJ handling the music. Um, and it's pretty cool once you get the hang of it, but there's kind of a steep learning curve because you kind of have to know what each piece of the music is to be able to drop it effectively. So um I can't really drop, like, I think it was Born This Way by Lady Gaga with, like, I don't know. I forget the songs already, but it's been so long. But, um, like, Old Town Road. Like, if I'm putting Old Town Road, do I want the base of Old Town Road? Probably not. So, you know, I don't know. It it was very interesting, but 
what's cool is that it leads you through like you get requests from the audience and it's like oh i want some rock music so there's little like you have all your music up top and then you like see little icons and it's like oh this is rock like even if you don't know the songs you're like oh, okay rock music i'll try this one and then you drop it down and then it's like as long as it plays for like five seconds where a little dial fills up and it's like thanks for answering my request and you get points um so it's pretty cool Pretty cool. So it's a in DJ this... simulator because I was not, I did not realize that from the original, yeah, like it's... video on Twitter that was posted. Yeah, no, it's not a. It's definitely a DJ similar simulator, and it's not like instrument based. It's purely control based. So you can take your control and do whatever you need to do with the control alone. You don't need yeah, to buy yeah, anything yeah. fancy, which is nice. So, um, yeah, so that was pretty cool. Uh, Animal Crossing, Shovel Knight, Dig, Fuser. And I think that's all I got to play. And I walked around a bunch of booths. Um, oh, I did get to play at the... So I went to the Limited Run Games booth. And they had they were partnered up with WayForward. And I did get to try Vitamin Connection on Switch. Which was okay. It's like a little puzzle game. Like a co-op puzzle game. Vitamin Connection. Yeah, okay. it's, it's interesting. It's like the idea is that... Like you split up the controller. And each of you like handles like half of it. And I don't know. It's weird. But anyways... So that was interesting, and then I did get to try River City Girls, which is like a beat 'em up, like an old style beat 'em up, but where the girls save the guys. So like the boyfriends are taken away, and like the girls have to go uh, save them. So I like that game a lot. So I actually bought that game from Limit Run Games booth, um, and it's a lot of fun. It's you know right up my alley, bullshit sixteen bit looking, you know <laughs> games. So um, it's your brand, yeah, exactly. So I've been enjoying that a lot. I got pretty far. It is pretty difficult. So uh, that's been that. Um, but aside from that, oh, I did get to see, um, while I was waiting in line for Animal Crossing, the Stretchers, I think it's called the Stretchers, it's this, it's this weird, like, Nintendo game where you put two, uh, each person uses a remote and they control a person and you have to, like, pick things up together, and it's very, like yeah, it's called Stretchers? <laughs> what? Like stretchers with people in them? Well, it's, so they're like supposed to be like hospital people. They're supposed to be like ambulance drivers or EMTs, I guess you could say. But they end up doing like, you end up getting assigned all these different tasks. It's very interesting. It's almost like GTA style to some extent because you like, it's all very cartoony. But you get into this ambulance and like just drive everywhere and like almost run over people and like run over trees and buildings <laughs> and stuff. So it's kind of a very wild game. But we were watching the two like hosts that were hosting us in line. Uh, play it and it looked very wild and very tacky so i don't know good look at it if you want but i think it looks kind of silly like in a good way silly, no I, well not for me at least but it just looked very shallow like it looked like you could have fun with it for maybe 10 minutes oh what we didn't cover is i played ring fit adventure we bought ring fit adventure and we've been playing that oh yeah um which is, is that keeping you guys active cool. yeah we haven't played quarantine. it in the past few days we have to play it but it's very, very interesting, and it makes you sweat literally like crazy. Because it's like, oh, do squats to kill this monster. I'm like, okay, I've done 15 squats now. What do you want me to do? And like, I'll do more squats. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, so that game is pretty crazy. Would highly suggest it. It's sold out nationwide, apparently in like the whole world. Who knows? Uh, it's sold out everywhere, so good luck finding it. But I've also been back on my Tetris 99 uh, binge, and I have not won. I think the last I got was like 10 again, and I keep wow. losing. Fake. So. That's okay. I've won like a hundred times. Not really. But. It's okay. You won like five times. Um, um, I've been playing a lot yeah. of Overwatch. I can't wait to try Ring Fit Adventure. Sorry, I'm interrupting, but because you, I like 
technically own it. You bought it for me, but my arm does not like I can't push things or pull things in like yeah. certain directions. So I don't want to risk fucking up my bone while it's still healing. So wow. Anyways, one day I'll play. One day. But yeah, and I've also been playing Overwatch. Obviously, I played a good amount today actually, and got all my wins for the week. So that's good. Good. Um, yeah. Speaking of Overwatch, I don't think we noted this in the things, but quick little. Uh, announcement, I guess. I don't know. They just released the intro video for the new hero today, um, or the origin story for the new hero. It's going to be Echo, which is an Omnic. Uh, we don't know anything about the abilities or whether it's going to be like a, a DPS or a tank or a healer, but I'm going to bank on healer probably. Um, but looks pretty interesting. I don't, I don't know. So I don't understand because this was one of the, uh, Echo was one of the characters that was shown off in the Overwatch 2 trailer, right? And I think Echo was actually shown off in the Ash introduction trailer. Oh. As like a side character in that cinematic. Oh, and then, okay. Yeah. Interesting. But. So I know that she was definitely in the uh she was definitely in the Overwatch 2 cinematic because I remember Winston being like, Oh, Echo and it's like, who the hell's Echo? And yeah. If you watched the animations, you would know, but you're a fake fan. Oh god. <laughs> begging me. you to watch these for like two years if you just watch so the darn tootin animations they're like little short films I think you would genuinely love them they're like little Pixar shorts yeah I know I just have to I just have to watch them you have time now there's no excuse oh Ahmed I have so many other things I got Legos to build I got things <laughs> to do I got Legos to I build gotta walk I got boxes cat. to unpack I gotta walk the cat outside mm-hmm. plants to water birds <sighs> to feed no we kill plants plants get murdered under our rain Unbelievable. Think you know somebody. Anyways, um, is that it? Yeah, we can. Done? Shall we jump? We in? can move into the Hot Tops COVID nineteen edition of everything that's been delayed, canceled, destroyed. Literally. This is basically the entertainment section, but it's everything that related to the virus specifically. Um, so movies and TC TV canceled, all of them. Um, Disney Studios has halted all productions. Or Disney TV Studios, sorry. Um, but Disney Studios also, um, including but not limited to. These are all pilots, so if you don't recognize the names, you're okay because I don't recognize them either. Uh, Adopted, The Big Leap, The Big Sky, The Brides, Harlem's Kitchen, Home Economics, Kids Matter Now, My Village, Ordinary Joe. I don't even know what these are, but a lot of pilots are on hold, um, and also a lot of movies are on hold. So I got a quick list here that I've compiled, uh, courtesy of CNET, who made a nice little article. Um, but I also added stuff myself that I noticed that was missing. Um, so No Time to Die was originally scheduled to come out April 2020. It is now scheduled for uh, November 2020 in the UK and the US. Black Widow is unspecified. It was supposed to come out May 1st. The Matrix 4 is supposed to come out May 21st. And that may not change, but it might be pushed back, actually. Um, Quiet Place Part 2 is supposed to come out this month. And now it is uh, just an unspecified date in 2020. Um, Fast and Furious 9 has been postponed all the way to April 2nd, 2021. Uh, Mulan is postponed, supposed to come out this month, unspecified current uh, new release date. <laughs> the New Mutants, which has now been delayed, I think this is the fifth time, um, supposed to come out so finally ridiculous. in April 2020 and is still unspecified new release date. Um, Peter Rabbit 2, this one's a real real hard hitter. Um, March, 20th, March 2020 was supposed to be the release date, now coming out August 7th. Um, Antlers was supposed to come out April 7th. It is now unspecified. Woman in the Window is supposed to come out May 15th and is now unspecified. So hold on. Um, so if Peter Rabbit 2 is delayed until August, does that mean Easter is delayed until August? 
Maybe. Oh my god, they're really supposed to coincide with Easter, huh? Uh, anyways. Anyways, it's going to be like that. the hottest summer film. And it's like, Mom, why is the Easter Buddy on the screen? He's, <laughs> isn't he gone? It's Peter. Not Easter Buddy. Anyways, um, in, aside from just Disney TV studios, there's a ton of halted productions in general. Um, so The Last Duel, The Little Mermaid, Shang-Chi, and The Legend of the Ten Rings, Home Alone, Nightmare Alley, Peter Pan and Wendy, Shrunk, uh, all the Avatar sequels, all Netflix originals, and all Apple TV Plus originals. Literally anything that's um, ever mattered in the TV yeah. industry is canceled or all been halted. delayed, halted, whatever. And uh, AMC, obviously, is all closed. Regal is all closed. I'm unsure about Cinemark, but I'm assuming they're probably They closed are closed too. as well. I saw that. So, yeah. There is literally no way to see a movie, except... Uh, Fox is releasing, or not Fox, um, uh, Lionsgate, is it? Universal? Universal. Um, is releasing a bunch of movies early on video on demand. So, uh, pretty much right before, like, the pandemic, um, Emma and the Invisible Man and The Hunt were, uh, in theaters and they had just come out. Um, but I guess no one got the chance to see them because the scare started happening. So, they're all coming out on Friday in two days, uh, on video on demand for, presumably for rent, not for free. Um, but it's fine. It's like, probably gonna be cheaper than a price of a movie ticket uh which is good it's really absolutely not see. it's gonna be 20 dollars to rent you know what i'll pirate it it's fine whatever um they'll be good i'm excited to see them i've been actually those were three on my list so it's good i would highly recommend you don't pirate it by the way because you should support the people that are making these movies and it's you know fine. better than that do i i've never known better i'm a pirate yo ho yo ho a pirate's life for me. Actually, I haven't pirated something in a very long time, if we're being totally honest. I don't remember the last time I pirated a movie. It's been like five years. Anyways. Thanks for sharing. You're welcome. <laughs> Paul's worried that we're going to get the podcast taken off of Spotify. I, I'm not the worried about anything. are knocking on my door. You're a scammer. You get fired from your job. You do what you got to do. Fired, Anyways. Fired for admitting to pirating movies. I don't even know the last thing I pirated. Anyways, yo-ho, uh-huh. yo-ho, yo I thought. Okay, all of a sudden. I yo-hoed. I already yo-hoed. The you are the ho. Anyways, go on. <laughs> wow. Parks are also closed. Obviously, Disney is closed. Universal, Six Flags, Busch Gardens, SeaWorld, all of them. Um, I mean, not that many Six Flags parks were open. Anyway, I think only the uh, California and Texas parks were open. Um, but the rest of the regions will probably see delayed openings. I'm sure Cedar Fair parks are also going to see delayed openings. Um, if they ever reopen, who knows? Um, but I mean, that would kind of suck because I love a roller coaster, but we'll see what happens. And then obviously we already talked about GameStop. Um, they are business as usual because, you know, choke. Who cares if you get coronavirus? It's fine. It's just a flu. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's not just a flu. Stay inside. Wash your hands. Um, all right. Now for the official Hot Tops Entertainment, which is just one article that I can find that was relevant. Um, and nothing to do with coronavirus, finally. Uh, Lizzie McGuire reboot is reportedly plot, uh, paused over a sex plot line. So this one comes from Vulture, and the little like sub-headline says, Let Lizzie McGuire do sex. Um, in January, the, to quote, In January, the show's original creator exited the production, citing creative differences with Disney+. Streaming service developed the revival. Um, According to Hilary Duff, a.k.a. Lizzie McGuire herself, the mounting confusion stemmed from Disney's backtracking on a plot that includes adult themes, incompatible with the company's family-friendly programming. One of Duff's Instagram 
uh, Instagrams led to speculation that Disney paused the reboot over the gay themes in its storyline, but no, it turns out the problem was a reference to the fact that people have sex. Real racy stuff, you see. In a recent Instagram post, Duff explained that she was incredibly excited to launch uh, Lizzie on Disney+, Plus, um, and felt obligated to stay true to her character. She'd be doing a disservice to everyone by limiting the realities of a 30-year-old's journey to live under the ceiling of a PG rating. Uh, she continued asking point blank for Disney Plus to let the show move to Hulu, which is also basically owned by Disney. So I feel like it wouldn't be a, a difference in revenue there. Um, but yeah, it kind of sucks that Disney's being that stringent with with things on the platform. But yeah, do. I I don't know. I guess it's it's the mouse's we'll house, the mouse house, the house of the meese, house um, of the meese. Yeah, I I don't know. Just give me the damn show. They probably won't. I don't know why they would announce it without having an idea of what the plot line's going to be. Because you have to get the damn thing approved before we just all of a sudden announce it. Unless they went all trigger happy and got people like me all excited. And then now, you're going to deflate me. I don't like it. Yeah. Like, they must have had the scripts because they already filmed the first two episodes. Like, they had to have had the scripts by the time August was around and they announced it at D23. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's very strange. Anyways... Now, moving on to Hot Tops Gaming. We don't have too many, but I guess each one is a little some, bit of a... There's some big news down at the end, but yes. Down at the end, yes. Can I take this first one? Sure. Uh, the Overwatch lead writer leaves Blizzard. So this one comes from Polygon. Uh, the Overwatch lead writer, Michael Chu, is leaving Blizzard Entertainment. Uh, Chu announced his departure on Wednesday after 20 years at the studio. Uh, Overwatch has been a life-changing experience, Chu wrote on his personal website. I have always felt the games and the stories they have to tell... Uh, have the unique ability to bring people closer and that the empathy you feel from stepping into someone else's shoes, even virtually, can bridge the gap between miles, cultures, and nations. Overwatch and its, cons- uh, Overwatch and its consistently generous and inspiring community, <laughs> more like toxic community, but anyway, uh, <laughs> have only reinforced that belief. I've heard stories of people learning a new language after hearing a line of dialogue. <laughs> this is awesome. I love I love this whole quote. That's like me trying to say all the different ultimates. Um, Literally. People feeling inspired to take a trip to a new place after visiting a game, and people meeting teammates across languages and borders to take up the cause and of making our world a better place. But most of all, again and again, of people empathizing with a story about someone who is not the same as them. Blizzard is currently developing Overwatch 2, which will feature a story-driven campaign in addition to the first game's multiplayer. Oh, in addition to the first game's... So they're not changing the multiplayer at all? Anyways. Yeah, did you not... I guess I knew that. Watch. They changed, like, the, the GUI and stuff like that has changed, so... Yes. Um, yeah, you're right. Okay. Overwatch 2 does not yet have a release date. Uh, so, this is interesting. I mean, I wonder why he left? I mean, I don't know. He, like, they're definitely mid-production on Overwatch 2, and I'm sure he's writing a lot of the story that's, you know, going to be in the game, so it's interesting. I wonder why... The timing is just weird. Like, he wouldn't wait until the, the game is finished. The timing, yeah, the timing is weird. But, I mean, at this point, I'd imagine a lot of the story is probably done. So, a lot of his work is probably over. Um, but, at the same time, I don't know. It's it's weird. We don't... You'll never know a lot of the intricacies in the background of it. Um, obviously, Blizzard, you know, gave the following statement. Michael's contributions to the games and stories of the Warcraft, Diablo, and Overwatch universes have been a source of inspiration, and we will always be thankful for the time he spent at Blizzard. We wish him the best for the future. So, obviously, nothing really there, but that's fine. Yeah, I can only hope that it wasn't something like, you know, a toxic culture or something, but that's kind of what you have to assume, right? Because the whole Activision Blizzard thing, I remember we 
we covered this a, f- a bunch of episodes ago, um, but something about like the culture changing because of Activision like taking over and I don't know. Because you, you don't know, you're there for 20 years at the studio. You probably are used to a different way of working than maybe what is being pushed now. So yeah, that could possibly be the reason. That's my speculation. Yeah, I I don't know. It's I don't know. There's there's a lot of like shady stuff that comes out of Blizzard and it, what was once seen as like the golden era and or not the golden era, but well, there was a golden era for Blizzard. But what Blizzard was always looked at as like, oh, it'd be so cool to work there. But I don't know. Now all this stuff is coming out since the Activision um, acquisition of Blizzard. It's just not the same. But anyways. Moving on to things that definitely do not look what they look like what we thought they'd look like. Uh, <laughs> there is a, so there was a teaser on Mario Day, March thirteenth, uh, about March tenth. Uh, sorry, wow, March tenth, <laughs> Marie Day. Yes, Marie. Yes, it's Marie Day, <laughs> March tenth. Um, about a it was a teaser that showed what looked like a Lego Super Mario. So obviously super hyped. I'd be like, what is this? So. Um, it obviously was never going to be a video game. I don't know how you'd ever think that, Ahmed. I noticed Joel Newton here. It's just Mario. I don't Lewis. know. I thought it was going to be exciting. Yeah. Like, maybe, possibly. Well, maybe. it's essentially a video game. So, this one comes from Input Mag. Uh, the Lego Super Mario toys have, well, they've been announced, right? So, it's one set. And it has an interactive Lego Mario figure who collects coins in real-life game levels created with the Lego bricks. Well, there's little technical information to go on. The Lego, uh, in the Lego video that was published by lego uh the mario set suggests that people will be able to make mario-esque levels complete with green pipes bricks and platforms to land on there are also goombas and a bowser jr the mario figure comes with screens to help him express himself as you move him around a level so it almost looks like a haunted furby but inside of a mario (laughs) his eyes appear capable of displaying several types of expressions and his mouth different levels of excitement the screen on his chest also shows different things, like the number of gold coins you've collected, along with graphics when he's interacted with different parts of a level or enemies. So, so this is basically like real-life Super Mario Maker. Yeah, yes and no. It a little bit. It's going to be... You're going to be able to make the little levels, and I don't know. It's it's it, definitely for children. It is absolutely for... You like, you like bounce the Mario on top of a little Lego Goomba, and it like makes a noise, and you get coins. Which, okay, but where's the Goomba going? He's still sitting there, so... He's going to be flattened with new revolutionary Lego technology. Mm, anyways, so <laughs> I don't know. It looks cool, but I don't know. It doesn't really... I don't know. It's unfortunate. Because it's one thing if there are actually sets that were coming out um, to showcase like, like the Mario universe. I was like, oh, I'm here for it. And this one, I'm yeah. like, mm, I'm not here for it. This is definitely more of a toy rather than like a, a building... yeah no definitely like it's like you build it you take it apart you build it again you take it apart you bounce mario's head on the question box yeah so it's definitely weird but i don't know you know what's weirder crunch take the next one (laughs) cinnamon toast crunch the taste you could see um so we were just talking about toxic environments at game developer companies um so this one comes from kotaku uh i believe it's jason schreier yes um who did kind of an in-depth, spoke with a lot of developers over at Naughty Dog, um, who are currently in development, or currently in crunch time, I guess, of The Last of Us 2. Um, So this was a very long article. I kind of pulled out the most interesting bits, so I'll I'll kind of jump around and and pull out some really 
quotes that popped out at me as I read it. Um, but it's crazy to think. So this game was supposed to come out um, in February? Yes. It was yes. supposed to come out in February, and then pretty much a week after they announced that release date, they were like, just kidding, we need to push it back until May. Um, which was fine and dandy, because, you know, from my perspective, I was like, oh, like, it's being delayed so that they avoid crunch. Um, that is actually not the case. Um, so I'll, I'll jump right in here. Uh, as a Naughty Dog developer once, uh, recently told me, this game is really good, but at a huge cost to the people. This can't be something that's continuing over and over for each game because it is unsustainable, said one developer on The Last of Us 2. Um, at a certain point, you realize, I can't keep doing this. I'm getting older. I can't stay and work all night. Um, so basically, this all stems from uh, Uncharted 4 was kind of notoriously really, really crunched, as was Uncharted The Lost Legacy. Um, you know, people staying all night, uh, you know, never leaving the office, suffering mentally, physically, just to put out, pull, push out this game. And it's not because of a culture of Naughty Dog encouraging this, um, but they don't necessarily discourage it. Um, they say, like, you know, you're expected to be at work for, you know, this certain time period, but people are always staying late, you know, into, you know, midnight. And the company provides dinners to encourage them to stay. And when you see that all your coworkers are, are staying there that late and actively working, you feel the need to stay as well. Because maybe if maybe someone's waiting on you to do something and you have to be there to, to help them with that so that the, the machine can keep pulling forward. So to continue quoting, um, in hopes that they wouldn't repeat the mistakes of Uncharted 4, Neil Druckmann and other leads got together and tried to map out exactly what The Last of Us 2 would look like as far as in advance as possible. They felt, or they honestly felt like they had figured out a way to not have crunch as much, uh, said one developer. Uh, they'd worked out a lot of the beats in the game and all the features ahead of time, but in game development, things rarely go as planned. As Naughty Dog's developers worked on a demo for E3 2018 and began showing builds of the game to playtesters for feedback, the directors and leads found that some of their decisions weren't working. Parts of the narrative weren't resonating with players who said they weren't fond of the characters that the, reader, uh, that the writers hoped they would be likable. Uh, in response, Struckman and the other leads started scrapping and revising. Uh, to quote uh, another developer, um, you feel obligated to be there because everyone else is there later, said one former developer. Uh, if an animation needed to be put in and you weren't there to help the animator, you're now blocking the animator and they may give you uh, may give you grief. It may not even be spoken. It may just be a look. Man, you totally screwed me last night by not being here at 11 p.m. Um, when Naughty Dog's bosses informed the company that the game was slipping from February to May, they emphasized that they wanted to maintain their momentum. People thinking the extension is somehow to relieve stress or workload on the team are wrong, said one developer. Uh, the first thing that they wanted to reiterate was that we are not slowing down the pace. On May 29th, Last of Us Part Two will come out. Those who have worked on it will tell me it, they believe it will be phenomenal, another shining entry in Naughty Dog's quest for excellence at all costs. Some say they think it's the best game Naughty Dog has ever made. Yet, there are also those developers, some of whom still work at Naughty Dog today, who say they, there's a part of them that actually wishes the game would fail. A critical flop might help show Naughty Dog that this isn't the best way to make games, that this level of sacrifice isn't necessary, and that maybe the project isn't worth losing all of those people. That perhaps, no matter how many Game of the Year nominations they win or how high their Metacritic scores climb, all the individual hairs on Joel's eyebrows or grains of sand in a burlap sack just aren't worth the cost. Worth the cost. Yeah, so this is... I don't know. The... The conversation continues to happen, especially around Naughty Dog, where time and time again, it just keeps happening where every game that they make is under crunch. And remember how quickly they went from February to May? It was like a matter of a week or two. 
and it was literally a week. All yeah. of a sudden, it was like you know. Oh, thank you. All of a sudden, it was like okay, well, no, now it's gonna be thanks. Now it's gonna be sorry. I'm receiving dinner. Um, it's uh, all of a sudden it's gonna be in May now, where February was literally just announced the other day, and unfortunately. Naughty Dog continues to do this with all of their games, and it comes out every time. I, mean, I remember all the horror stories that came out with Uncharted, and all of the nonsense that came out of it, where people were like, no, it's not okay, and Naughty Dog needs to learn. And it's, oh, well, there's always talk of, like, oh, well, maybe they'll learn this time. Maybe they'll learn because Uncharted 4 was good, but not great, and then it reviews really well, and I, I don't know. It's just... it's. I mean, unf- they they tried, at least, like, in the beginning, but it always ends up coming down to it, just because the culture of you have to stay and be there for your coworkers that are also working that hard. They just seem to hire people that are really dedicated, I guess, to the craft. Um, I don't know. No, for that's, that's words, a shame because you're taking advantage of people at that point. You are. Uh, after Uncharted, this is a, a little tidbit in this article that I didn't actually include, but I remember it. Um, there were 20 lead designers on that game and 14 of them left after the game shift. That's 70% of the team like of people that have been there for years and even. rightfully so i mean i you know people reach a breaking point and if you're gonna say you really screwed me because you weren't here at 11 p.m last night i mean that's i mean i i don't know if there's any other industry that has that level of crunch consistently right we might you know in in various assets of different businesses you might have some level of crunch for a major project um but you don't it's not like time and time again where every project has crunch like that I mean, especially to the point where they're working till 11 p.m. That's, like, nonstop working. That's not just a lot of hours. Now that I think about it, so my roommate makes movie trailers, right? And um, he he's constantly staying at the office, like, till 8, 9, and 10, sometimes 11 p.m., working on these trailers because he's working with, you know, larger movie studios, and they just are constantly sending assets, and they expect things to be done because you know they're paying them, they're huge customers, whatever. They're they're large studios, so it's it's a they're like crunch exists there too. And like, what do you? How do you? Yeah, I, I don't know. Like these people that are are working late, they expect you to work also late. I mean, yeah. that's different, obviously, because it's like a business to business relationship. But like, you know, when there's you know some programmer that's waiting on on a revision from some designer or something, and the designer's not there, suddenly they're like clogged up. But I don't know. It shouldn't be like that. And Naughty Dog, I feel like, because they, like I said before, they don't encourage it, but they don't discourage it. Like, it's kind of an unspoken, unwritten thing. Like, you're going to be here until 10 p.m. because you're going to get, like, side eyes when you, if you leave at 5 and everyone's like, oh, like, you got some place to be? Yeah. You don't, you're not going to ship this game with us? You know? Which is, which is just a toxic environment at that point because then you feel like that asshole where you're just like, hey guys, I have a family. Maybe people have newborns, toddlers. Wives, husbands, I mean, significant others, partners, whatever it may be, you know, they have these people in their lives that they want to go back to. It's not, I don't know, yeah. it's, just, it's just a shame. So but then you don't want to, like, boycott the game because you want to make sure that, like, the people that, you know, worked on it get their nice bonuses when the game performs well. So at least at their work and, you know, all the sweat and blood and tears. But on the flip side, people say don't support the game because Naughty Dog needs to understand through lack of sales. Right, but the that never that happens. You're not either. hurting Naughty Dog; you're hurting the designers. Correct. So, and that's why you shouldn't pirate. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, okay, well, let's get down to the uh, the nitty gritty here. As one Scott, what's his name? Scott Pilgrim. 
No, no, the guy from uh, HQ. Uh, Scott Rogowski. Scott Rogowski. Let's get down to the nitty gritty. Oh my god. Anyways. Let's get this road in the show. Oh my god, I hate that. So, anyways, <laughs> let's come down the home stretch. Some big news on the Xbox One Series X and the oh sorry, the Xbox Series X. Not even called the Xbox One Series X. Excuse me. And the PlayStation Five. Uh, there was two days ago, maybe three days ago, two days ago, I don't know, some time ago, sometime this week, there was a deep dive into the Xbox Series X, and all was revealed. A lot about the controller, a lot about the, excuse me, the system itself. Um, the system itself will have expandable an expandable NVMe storage slot uh, that will support a one terabyte, um, I, what, I don't know what they're calling it, an expandable storage, not really a memory card, kind of looks like a memory card, and that will be proprietary. I don't know, they said to hold that off sucks. on... sucks. Well, they said hold off on buying an NVMe car or uh, drive until they release the compatibility. So you might be able to use an NVMe off the shelf, um, but they are going to sell a one terabyte Seagate NVMe drive. So NVMe being solid state, correct? Right? Like those okay. little stick ones. Like I have one on my computer here. Um, but anyway, so backwards compatibility will be returning. Uh, and smart delivery is something they announced before where if you buy Cyberpunk 2077, you pop it in your Xbox One X, uh, it'll play pretty much the best version you can get on the Xbox One X. Whereas if you pop it into the Xbox Series X, it'll play the best version that you can get on the Xbox Series X. So the idea there is that you buy it once and you get the best version with the highest uh, amount of upscaling, so on and so forth. So, which is pretty cool. Nice. Uh, there is a share button on the controller right in the center in between the options and share button. It's like a specific share button now that you can quickly hit to, uh, to sh- I don't know if it's, they haven't really, I don't know if they detailed everything about it, but there's a third button now where I guess it allows you to share quicker. The D-pad is a little bit different. If you look at the D-pad on the controller, it actually like fits the contour of your thumb and like it's almost like a, a ditch where you put your thumb into it and you move it around like the D-pad. The word you're looking for is concave. Concave, not contour. Okay, thank you. A ditch. It's like, what? Anyways. Oh, contour is the opposite. It's like a hill. Okay, anyways, thank you. Thank you for correcting my no, English. No, convex is the opposite of concave. Contour is just a curve. Oh, anyways, so I got oh, it totally wrong. Up. Thank you. I'm awake. I don't know words. Um, so then Sony was like, hey, we got a PlayStation 5 deep dive. Don't worry, it's coming on the 18th at 12 o'clock noon. And we watched it, or listened to it, and it was like, solid state drives are very fast. <laughs> For literally it an hour. and Literally it was, a lecture. Yeah, it was Ugh. like a technical lecture. So anyways, uh, IGN put together this cute little thing comparing uh, both the Xbox Series X and the PlayStation 5. The final design of the PlayStation 5 is yet to be revealed. Uh, so the Xbox Series X has been revealed. It was revealed at the Game Awards. So uh, in terms of the CPU, the Xbox Series X does have... Um, uh, two, 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 two. Okay, I got lost there for a second. An 8x Zen 2 cores. Uh, oh, so it's an 8 core processor uh, at 3.8 gigahertz, 3.6 gigahertz with SMT, SMT, SMT. What's SMT? I do not know. Anyway, something, <laughs> no something, something, something. So the technicalities kind of blow me away because I don't really understand a lot of this, but that's okay. So they, they're running basically on the same architecture, which is really interesting. They they're are both running, running the same architecture, but yeah, they're both running AMD RDNA architecture graphics cards and similar C, basically the same CPU. 
Correct. Just clock differently. So yeah. yeah, so the CP or so the CPUs are very similar. Whereas you have 3.8 gig on the Xbox Series X, you have 3.5 gig uh, with variable frequencies on PS5. For the GPU, you have 12 teraflops, uh, 52 CUs at 1.825 gigahertz. Custom RDNA 2, like you said, uh, the GPU on the PS5, I believe, is RDNA 2 as well, uh, but it's 10.28 yes. teraflops. Uh, so 36 CUs at 2.23 gigahertz, which I don't know much about teraflops, but apparently this is a pretty big deal. Um, so I actually read, and uh, I'll quote here from IGN really quickly, um, if I can find it. Here we go. Um, so from IGN, from Whitson Gordon. Um, in particular, everyone's wondering about the teraflop number. 10.28 teraflops is the PS5 going to be a noticeable downgrade from the Xbox Series X12. Let's break it down. Um, so flops stands for floating point operations per second. It's a basic measure of the GPU's ability to perform calculations, um, but they're measured in trillions of flops or teraflops, um, but it's not the end-all be-all of performance. Um, so RDNA's GPUs, for example, perform per, or better performance per teraflop than um, NVIDIA uh, graphics cards. However, obviously these are both RDNA2 um, cards, so they're more comparable on a one-to-one scale, but still there's differences in the way um, there's differences in like the clock speed of the of the graphics card and all that fun stuff. So like, I don't know. It's not a one to one thing. It's not like oh Xbox won the generation thing, but it's there's there's a little more to it than just that basic calculation of how many possible computing things they can compute in a second. And, Regardless, this yeah. is such a ridiculous. There's like a ten times jump over the previous generation. So it's gonna be good. Regardless, both systems will be good. Yeah, and, and that's the thing, right? And that's where there has been there's been a lot of a lot of that, right? So it's been a lot of bickering back and forth amongst the folks that you know care a lot about power versus games, and there's going to continue to be a lot of that. But yeah, so I guess we'll see. The guy Mark Cerny that was giving the presentation for PS Five did mention that teraflops are just a part of the story and not the full story. So, which is yeah. interesting. So he made sure to talk about that in depth. Yeah, well, well, because when you see these numbers, people are like, "Oh, the Xbox is more powerful. Don't buy the PS5." Yep, all the fanboys don't read the comments on IGN. Oh my gosh, they're a mess. So <laughs> it's like 2005 all over again. Each of them have 16 gig of RAM. Uh, memory bandwidth. Uh, Xbox Series X is 10 gigabyte at 560 gigabits per second, uh, and six gigabytes at 336 gigabit per second. Um, the PS5 has 448 gigabit per second. Um, optical drive, both of them have 4K Blu-ray drives. Obviously, to fit some of these massive games that we're um, going up against now, you need the 4K Blu-rays. I know not a lot of people use 4K Blu-rays anymore um, or buy them because they're sort of antiquated. Uh, not really antiquated, but there's not as many releasing. A lot of people are moving to digital and so on. So uh, that's mainly for a lot of the... Um, a lot of the games that are going to be put out on these uh, on this media. What is the capacity of a 4K Blu-ray? I want to say it's upwards of like 50 to 100. No, what's Blu-ray's 50, right? Uh, a regular Blu-ray, I want to say, was like 25. 25? Oh, there's double-layer yeah. Blu-rays as well. Yeah, a 4K Blu-ray standard has um, 66... Uh, gig capacity and there's also that's dual layer sorry um so a regular hd blu-ray disc is 50 gigabytes a dual layer is 66 and a triple layer is 100 but 
I mean, Red Dead Redemption 2 was like 120 gigabytes, which oh. not every game is Red Dead Redemption 2, but there are games that are still going to require significant downloads even after these discs, which I know is always an issue for people that like have metered connections that can't necessarily download stuff. Um, yeah, but then but. even when you do pop it in, you have to install it from the disc, or you have to download these massive patches, right? So, yes. I, you know, I don't Hopefully know. Hopefully that all goes faster with these SSDs, because I gotta tell you, that man was really going off about how fast it was. Oh, I, I know. Swear to God, every PS4 game patch is like, you're gonna be here for 30 minutes. I'm like, cool, cool. cool the thanks. only ones that have been really good, or good for the most part, have been Nintendos, especially the system updates. The system updates oh, yeah. literally happen in like 10 minutes, or 10 seconds. I, I want to say the Switch is on an SSD, but don't quote me on that. Uh, I, because it's, it's not a hard literally drive. literally 32 gig internal. It's probably on like a micro SD or like some. Yeah, but it's but it's solid state. Correct. It's a solid. Yes. Yeah, it's not a hard drive. Yeah. So no, there is not a spinning drive in there with uh, with 32 gigs worth of memory. Yes. But there's a difference between SSD and like a memory card. Well, obviously yes. the memory card's still a little faster, but or yeah. start faster than a hard drive, but it's not quite an SSD. Anyways, we're getting too technical. Yes. So the internal storage, one terabyte custom NVMe SSD. We heard about the SSD before. Uh, that's in the Xbox Series X. Um, for PS5, it's a custom 825 gig SSD, which I would imagine is one terabyte, but some of it's being used for system. I can't imagine 175 gigs being used for system, but maybe. Uh, so this was kind of weird. I was like, okay. I mean, what are you going to put 825 gig on the box it's not gonna happen it's gonna be one terabyte so um, it's a weird a weird number to set at but sure yeah so the expandable storage same deal here one terabyte expansion card uh that we talked about there for the xbox series x and an nvme ssd slot on the ps5 as well so it seems that they've followed very similar if not the same marching orders for a lot of this stuff because a lot of this is almost identical yeah, I don't remember what the difference in architecture was between the Xbox One X and the PS4. I don't think I've ever actually looked into it, but I wonder if they're if they're as similar or if they're different. Uh, let's see, Xbox versus PS4 specs. Do, 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 do. Um, Make sure you look versus PS4 Pro. It is PS4 Pro versus Xbox One X. Uh, price don't care. Specs. Here we go. Uh, that said, money's Sony's, not real. Right, PS4 Pro features an awesomely named 8-core AMD Jaguar CPU. Um, the Xbox One X is an AMD Polaris architecture, so it is very different. Okay. Um, and it has a faster GPU than the PS4 Pro. Yeah, so so they're, they're much different. This is... I don't think we've ever had two competing consoles with such similar architectures. It'll be good for game developers. At least they don't have to like make crazy differences to their games to release them on on both platforms or make them perform well on both platforms. So good for them. Someone's winning, <laughs> right? So that's that's one aspect that's good here, and hopefully, I don't know. Hopefully everything plays nice, and hopefully we get into crossplay more than we did before, and yeah. cross cross progression. I mean, it's such a pain in the ass having to buy the same game twice, or in my case, five times. Overwatch. <laughs> Yeah, PC, Got it. PlayStation, PC, Switch, PlayStation, PlayStation again. I think PlayStation a third time, but two of the Playstations were mine. The third time was a gift, so four times. Sorry. Yeah. Anyways, I'm an addict. Clearly. What am I gonna do after this podcast? Probably play. Oh my god. Who knows? You're a mess. <laughs> Maybe I am. I have to take a shower. Anyways, 
that about wraps up episode 73 73 what the fun cast quarantine edition stay inside wash your hands wash your hands some more and then when you feel like you're done keep washing them yeah there's that cursed naked looking cat singing wash your hands do 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 Oh, I didn't like that at all. I saw yeah, I that. Know. And I t- was like, mm, I'm good. I'm yeah. wanna, I don't want to see this ever again in my life. Delete it forever. And remember, going forward, we'll be recording on Tuesdays, uh, Tuesday nights, and it'll probably be out there ready for your ears on Wednesday morning. I mean, it'll be there Tuesday night, but by the time you see it, you guys probably sleeping. You know, a lot of you go to sleep early. Yeah, so. nerds. Anyways, I don't know what to tell you. I go to sleep early. I am the nerd surprise. (laughs) So, all right. Well, this has been episode what uh, episode 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 what the fun cast. Thanks for listening. (laughs) Episode seventy three. What the fun cast? This is Paul and Ahmed signing off. Peace.